Hello and welcome back to Second Operator, the podcast dedicated to portable synthesizers and Dallas music. I am your host, Shines. This is episode seven, lucky number seven. We're super lucky to be joined today by Chase Phoebus, who goes by Chase Qwerty on Instagram. I cannot wait to bring him on this, uh, to the show and to talk about his synthesizers and his music. Let's get started here with some news. It has been a crazy week for us uh, synthesist synthesizer enthusiasts. We've had Superbooth 2023 come to a close, and it has actually given us a plethora of synthesizers and just some really, really cool uh, stuff to wait for the reviews on on YouTube. <laughs> um, now, as I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, this is a podcast dedicated to portable desktop synthesizers. It means uh, there's going to be some larger synths that might not get the spotlight here, um, however cool they might be. This also goes for some of the newer Eurorack modular stuff that might have come out in the past week as well. It's super cool, really versatile stuff. But on this show, I kind of wanted to focus on the portable self-contained units that I know we all like to travel with. So, however, every now and then there might be a module for a larger synthesizer worth mentioning. Um, so let's just step right up here and talk a little bit about the Sonicware Texture Lab. I believe this is in their Liven series. It is a very interesting looking uh, synthesizer. It's a desktop module here. It's not battery powered or anything, but it does fit nicely on your desk. And you can't really see from the image here, but it is a nice white topped box a lot of little clicky little keys on it and the sides I believe are teal in color which is just super super pretty I am really excited um, I might I might get one here in, in the coming year or so but it seems to be a, a box designed specifically for creating um, textures it's a granular synthesizer so it's got a bunch of different voices on it and all of them sort of change and morph over time you can create some really just massive crazy soundscapes that kind of you know, dissolve out into big textures. There's some coral stuff that you can do with it as well. It just seems really, really versatile. Speaking of versatile, there is a brand new sort of a semi-modular synthesizer from a company, very small company called Superlative based here in the US. It's called the Monolab 1210. It is a mono synth. It's an all-in-one sort of device. I believe you can actually take it out of this panel and mount it in something larger, but the design of this thing, it's an all gray enclosure. It's got beautiful metal, really, really pretty knobs. The design of this thing, I think, is really where, where it shines. However, it is um, just a really interesting, really cool collection of what look like little modular um, modules. It kind of reminds me of the Teenage Engineering PO400 modular. It's got I mean, it's got a bunch of different things that would normally be separate modules, but it isn't all kind of all in one self-contained unit. Really, really interesting. I'm, I'm hoping that eventually it has a kind of like a battery attachment to it, because if it does, I mean, this would be the clear winner if you guys are looking for something to sit on your desk and to kind of tweak with, you know, while you're at work or something like that. Um, at this point, there's no price yet, but it's going to be available in the fall. And I think pre-orders are going to go live sometime in June. So definitely something to keep an eye on here. The Monolab 1210 system from Superlative. Um, and obviously, there are other synthesizers that have uh, been announced this week. So our favorite, one of our favorite companies, Erica Synths, has uh, unveiled something called the Steam Pipe. Apparently, this is a true physical modeling synthesizer that models air. So they have developed an algorithm or some kind of synthesizer engine that actually will shape air passing through pipes so you can make sounds that are reminiscent of, you know, pipe organs, um, I believe woodwind instruments. Um, it's a really interesting looking, really interesting sounding device. And it seems to me that they made this specifically for those wind 
um, MIDI instruments. So if you have one of those, you know, windpipe MIDI type instruments, you can connect it up to the synthesizer and do some really interesting, cool stuff with it. Um, again, same with the Monolab. There's no price point to this, but you know, it's Erica synth, so I can't afford it. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to something that I actually can afford. Roland has actually added another synthesizer to its tiny, adorable Ira compact range. It's called the S1, and it's called a tweak synth, which I'm not really sure what they're going with uh, with that nomenclature here, but it seems to take um, a lot of inspiration from the classics such as the SH-101, and it joins the T8 beat machine, the J6 chord synthesizer, and a couple other little compacts um, in their new line of um, Korg Volca-esque synthesizers. So it's really kind of interesting. This one is actually a four-voice polysynth, and it can sound like the SH-101. It can sound like the Juno line. It's got multiple oscillators, a bunch of filters, and apparently um, a lot of effects built into it. So, I mean, this is Roland we're talking about here, so you'll definitely hear their iconic ensemble. Excuse me. You'll definitely hear their iconic ensemble um, chorus effects, and probably some really nice reverbs and such. Also, this tiny little box sports a 64-step sequencer. So it's really kind of a cool thing. I mean, I'm really excited about all these little synthesizers that have come out of Superbooth this week. I cannot wait to hear a little bit more about them and kind of follow them as they get reviewed and, you know, sound tested all over YouTube. And hey, if we can get our hands on one of these boxes here on this show, I would love to showcase it um, here live as well, which would be really, really cool. We have seen a crazy variety variety of instruments this week at Superbooth, which is actually reminiscent of the crazy variety of instruments seen on our guest's Instagram account. Let's all give a very warm welcome to our guest, Chase Phoebus, who goes by Chase Qwerty on Instagram. Chase, welcome to the show. How are you doing, Hello. man? How's it going? Oh, it's Doing going well. great. Doing well. And really sorry about the mix-up today. Um, So I kind of got into the whole, you know, I... I I understood that there was a bit of a time difference between, you know, me here on the East Coast and you there on Mountain Time. But what I didn't account for was Arizona not taking part in any of the daylight saving stuff. So, you know, um, sorry. It's totally good. <laughs> and I'm glad, I'm glad you're here now. What's it like over there right now? Is it like super yeah, hot? Is it, is it getting into the summer kind of weather right now? It's getting into the summer. Um, we had sort of like a really long winter, and so now it's been sort of nice outside. But actually, today it's been thunderstorming. So oh, okay. Actually, it's very similar yeah. to um, the East Coast here. We had our th thunderstorms kind of roll in yesterday and knocked just a oh, really? bunch of stuff out of the trees. It's it's just a mess um, going outside, just seeing some of the clutter that's formed because of that uh, because of the storm. But interesting. Yeah, I I, I would always um, kind of assume that it'd be kind of dry over there, and you wouldn't get a whole lot of storms, but Every now and then, I guess you do get some good uh, thunderstorms. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different than more of like the Phoenix area. Um, Flagstaff is is really high up; it's in the mountains, so we get a lot more snow, we get more rain, oh, wow. a little bit more variety in our um, weather. You know, so Dang, and you got those beautiful landscapes yeah. over there too, with the mountains oh, yes. and the cliffs mm -hmm. and stuff. Right, man, that's it's always been a place I've wanted to visit um, in my life. I mean, it's really, it's just such a beautiful, you know, I do some photography on the side as well, but I just feel mm -hmm. like that just lends itself to lots of inspiration for photography, for video, maybe for music, um, all that kind for of sure, stuff. Yeah. So yeah, have you mm -hmm. always lived there or did you move there? No, um, I moved here when I was uh, 18. I've lived here for about seven years. Um, lived here with my, uh, partner. She actually just finished up school nice. with her, uh, MPH. So wow. that's, that's really great news. Um, and then, yeah, just, just lived here ever since I'm originally from, uh, Gallup, New Mexico, which is about 
three hours from here. So. Oh, okay, cool. Well, let's yeah. actually get into a little bit about your background. So you want to maybe just like give us a, a short introduction to who you are, your background in music and kind of how you got to where you are here? Yeah, for sure. Um, my name's Chase. I go by Chase Cordy online. Um, I, I live in Flagstaff. Um, I'm an indigenous producer slash experimental artist, I would say. Um, I make a lot of videos for like Instagram. I, you know, I post some beats here and there, but mostly it's with synthesizers, um, samples, and um, a lot of uh, just I, I pull sounds from nature and stuff like that most of the time. And then also really like abstract sounds from like synthesizers and stuff. So I, I blend them all together. I make visuals. Um, I do a little bit of animating and procreate. Um, I shoot all my videos on my iPhone. So uh, that's, that's pretty fun. I like to say shot on iPhone cause, uh, they all are shot on iPhone. So, nice. so yeah. Um, thanks for having me on the podcast today. Uh, yeah. I think we've, uh, we've followed each other for quite a bit. I think it's probably since like, 2017 or 18? Yeah, yeah, it's just been around that time. It was when I was really just getting my start into Dallas. You were honestly one of the mm. first folks to pop up. And um, I used to be oh, a wow. bit, you know, I used to, I think a lot of us here listen to small operations a whole lot. Um, shout mm. out to, shout out to Field Plan here. But the first time I ever yeah. heard your voice was actually on that show. And I was like, oh man, that's, oh, wow. that's, that's the guy that I follow. And you're talking about, um, I think you guys went to Ikea together. Yeah, yeah. Um, we uh, went to Ikea to check out the Freak Fins line from so cool. Teenage Engineering and um, actually have it back here. Oh, you do? That's my, awesome. As, as my main uh, speaker for my record player. But but yeah, cool. um, it was it really worked out. Um, he lived in Phoenix, I lived in Flagstaff, so we we're like, hey, let's go meet up there. Cool. Got, it was actually the first podcast I was ever on. This is the second, so nice. it's pretty exciting. Um, and yeah, and then... Literally, we did that podcast, and then a month later, uh, the pandemic hit. So it was, <laughs> it was like ever since wow. then. So it's just been uh, it's been a wild three years since then. So I think it really has. It really has. I mean, it's yeah. been it's been a lot of staying indoors, hopefully playing with freak fins lights, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's super cool. It's actually kind of cool to kind of get an insight into how you do your animations. And we'll we'll actually check out, um, I actually downloaded one of your um, other Instagram posts today, one of your, um, I would say one of your crazier visuals with your OP1. And no, okay. now knowing that it was done in the app called Procreate, which um, you know generally is a drawing app, but you're using it here for animation. I think that's a really cool glimpse into mm -hmm. your process. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit here, but let me ask you, about your sort of earlier musical life, was there maybe a first instrument that you played just kind of growing up? Yeah, actually, um, the first instrument I picked up, well, I would say the first instrument that I wanted to pick up was uh, a ukulele. I was about 15. Oh, cool. And, you know, I just wanted to learn, like, uh, simple, like, pop songs, 21 Pilot songs and stuff like that. And then I just, like, taught myself how to play. And um, ever since then, I've just been hooked on music. Um, I think... Uh, one of the things that got me into keyboards and synthesizers and stuff was listening to uh, one of the first albums I ever bought, which was Tortures by Foster the People. Nice. Um, and if you listen to that album, uh, even now, even over being 10 years old, um, the synthesizers and stuff is like insane on that album. The production is super tight, like everything about it. And um, I always wanted to know, like, how do you get those sounds? Because it's not like mm -hmm. a guitar or it's not um, a piano. I was like, what are those sounds? And then 
with that, you know, I learned what synthesizers are, got into the history of it. And um, one of the first synthesizers that I saw was actually the OP-1. Uh, one of the first ones you saw? Like, wow. One, one of, like, the first ones I saw that really, like, um, I guess caught my eye was because of how, like, cool it looked and sort of Apple-esque, you know, nice, design. Nice. Yep, and I was yep, like, yep. Uh, I always was like, oh, my God. I, I want one of those, but you know, the price range was always out of reach for right. like a 15 year old. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've done that. Um, and then just slowly over the years, I've gained gear here and there of producing my own stuff. And now I have like the whole side of our one bedroom apartment here in Flagstaff is like my studio with all my gear that I've collected over the years. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just make music, uh, usually, um, with my dollars type stuff, but okay. um, I do record into uh, my laptop uh, in Logic Pro. That that's the DAW I use, DAW that's choice. Awesome. But most of my stuff starts with dollars um, since. So, so you would say that in the in your sort of your first days of um, you know getting into synthesizers and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. sort of started in the dollars world and you kind of moved into working in Logic from there. Um, so I, I would say that, um, like my first sets of gear. So, um, I actually started by, um, using just, um, software based instruments in logic and GarageBand first. Nice. And then, um, once I was able to save up money, um, my, uh, my girlfriend, uh, she actually bought me my first synth and my first, uh, actual synth was the microcork and it was a birthday gift. Wow. And, um, and then after that, I was able to get, um, the pocket operator, uh, rhythm and then the KO. And those are my first like TE, uh, devices oh, that man, were do- cool. like Dollis. That's yeah. awesome. And the KO is the, um, the sampler that you use yes. that, that I've seen yeah. some. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. And that was a, your first step in the TE world. Yeah. That was, that was kind of my first gateway into their world as well was a pocket operator. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of us kind of start with something small like that. And then, then we notice the OP one exists and we're like, uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah this, this might yeah, be something exactly. for me yeah yeah well that's really cool a lot of a lot of people's first synthesizers were uh was the microcorg actually i think pretty much almost on the dot i would say five out of seven folks we've had on this show their first synthesizer has been the microcorg i mean it's you know it, it's one of the most accessible uh keyboards out there it is battery powered you can take it on car rides you can take it anywhere mm-hmm. with you and you know it's got that vocoder in it which is just so alluring for so many of us so did you do any soundscaping or any kind of sound design on on that when you first got it um i have uh, it's a little bit uh menu divey uh mm-hmm. just just a little bit because you know it has like the five knobs and then four of them only really do stuff right. um but yeah, I messed around with some of the presets because it has a bunch of like icons going with that. It was like, yeah, I did a little bit of sound design and some of, uh, and I think it was about after like a year, year and a half of owning it, uh, True Cuckoo came out with a, a sound pack for the whole microcork with a bunch of presets and stuff. And I've had it on it ever since because there, there's a bunch of um, just like pad and lo fi sounds. There's one that's called uh, Sad Adventure or whatever. Oh and uh, that's probably, that's probably like my favorite set of sounds for the microcork has some vocoder stuff, but the bass sounds and in the pad sounds are really fun and experimental. So that's sort of what I use that for. That's super cool. I'm I'm just like, (laughs) I actually don't own a microcork, but for the folks out there that do, how do you exchange sound packs? How do you actually load sound packs into it? So it actually goes with like, um, 
presets, like sound presets. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way you have to do it is you have to get either an interface with MIDI or just a MIDI like USB plugin. And then it's a whole process of like um, putting into like a, it's not like a reboot mode, but it's sort of like a firmware loading mode. Oh, wow. And then you're able to do it. Um, it took me a couple tries. Yeah. Um, I had the help of my like brother-in-law cool. to help me with that. <laughs> um, but um, the the thing about it is you have to get a driver, and on the current set, I think it was like the last two sets of uh, Mac OS, it's not supported. Oh, so man. I don't think I can. <laughs> yeah, um, the loader for it so you have to be lucky with it but you can wow. you can try you know oh yeah. my gosh so the true cuckoo stuff is there to stay on your micro cork yeah not a not and, a bad and, problem you know, i think yeah, yeah i think that's cool that's definitely not that. <laughs> oh that's awesome I, I love it when um you know companies can figure out how to do stuff through the midi port because it's you know as of this year it's 40 years old it is just yeah. one of the oldest ports you know known to instrument kind so that's really that's fascinating when i was doing my uh, firmware update for my uh, mother 32 um it was a similar <laughs> thing i had to download some app on my computer and like get a file and then like it transferred transmitted through midi you know another one that's really great is those pocket operators using sound <laughs> you know using the little speaker to like almost like dial up phone tones like get those sounds in right i mean that's really that's really awesome, man. Like, I love having an instrument that has the capability of loading other stuff into it. Um, yeah. OP1 is like that, too, you know, with its sampling and stuff. Um, but I actually noticed that a lot of your most recent videos are done on the SP404 Mark II. Yes. So mm-hmm. what, what was the journey into uh, that going? I, um, for me, it was... Um, I've always l- looked at the SP as something I can uh, take with me because um, I plan on uh, doing uh, local shows or local cool. open mics and stuff like that. And I want to be able to just take my whole show in something where I don't have to take my like laptop or anything with me. And yes. the SP44 is perfect, especially with the Mark II coming out was about a year and a half ago, um, or at least getting announced and stuff. And I've just watched so many people make stuff. And I'm like, I would like to, you know, take have my own take with it and see what i can do with it um i recently got it um i think it was about maybe two weeks ago and i've just been like making videos with it um i did like a a day one of learning and all the way up i think i did up to like 12 and i've just got gotten super busy in the month of may um but but yeah i I really like it so far it's actually sitting on your desk with your desk companion oh i love it right now it is i, wow. I did a little custom uh oh you got a moog sticker on there oh man yeah. oh that's super cool i'll have to, I'll have yeah. to send you a second operator sticker to stick on there i love it oh for sure what a cool for design sure. yeah is it is it sort of just out of curiosity so you have the, the um the po the pocket operator knockout i think it's the po 33 um yes so i know that's another sort of sample grid-based sampler as well is it similar mm-hmm. in that respect is it are you finding the workflow completely different <laughs> Um, there's some parts that are definitely similar, but a little bit different. So, so with the pocket operator, you Mm -hmm. can, uh, you know, live play, like, you know, live play, and then you can put it to the grid, have a little bit of swing and stuff like that. Um, you can also do that now with the SP. I think with the last firmware update, Mm -hmm. it does add a step sequencer. So it is sort of like similar to the PO. Um, you can have, it has 32 voice, no, 32 or 64 polyphony. So you can have 
that many samples loaded up wow. on each other. Oh my you you would never do that, but you can, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> as with the KO, it's it's very limited uh, to how many uh, samples you could play at the same time. I think um, you can have two of the drum, like you know the the chop parts and the lower parts. You can have two of those playing at the same time in one melodic, or like a melodic and then like one of the drum things. I, I don't know. I always end up maxing it out, but it somehow works out in my favor. Um, (laughs) but, but yeah, I would say it's just like the souped up pocket arbiter. It's amazing looking. Yeah. (laughs) And the effects, uh, top tier, like I, I love the effects because for me, um, just recording different sounds, uh, yeah, I have a lot of synths that can make a bunch of cool sounds, but adding the effects adds a whole new layer to my sound design. I agree. I agree. And this, I can I can plug anything into it, either stereo or through the line input. Cool. I can I've been plugging my uh, OP1 and OPZ in it, mm-hmm. and just using the effects, recording it, chopping it, and then making my own stuff with it. So it's it's very versatile. I haven't even like uh, touched the service on its vocoder or. Uh, auto-tune oh God, or no any of that stuff. that stuff built in dude that's, yeah, that's awesome mm-hmm. well let's actually yeah. give it a listen because um you did send me just just before we started this broadcast you did send me a, a little snippet of your music um it was a little long i actually had to kind of cut the cut a little bit out of For it sure, um yeah. but yeah. i kind of wanted to i kind of skimmed it and kind of got my favorite part it, you have a really interesting almost like an 80s type beat come in but then you just completely crush it with all these effects um really excited to play it um for everyone here on um on the show so let's give it a listen now and then we'll come right back um to yeah, the rest sure. of the interview all right this is uh chase qwerty coming up on second operator That is beautiful. I like awesome. the fil- sort of like the closing of the filter on the sort of the outro there. Um, Thank and you. as, as Thank we you. see I in our, our comments here, yeah, absolutely sick glitches as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. There's like tape effects, warble type stuff built into it, or was that like a tape echo? Um, yeah, so actually, um, I don't think I used the, the tape echo on it, but I did use the sync delay. Definitely has some wobbles cool. in it and stuff like that. And then also, uh, the scatter effect is actually really cool because it takes certain, you can, uh, select how much you want it to scatter it and it basically takes sections, glitches it out and you can control the depth of it and stuff like that. I use that a lot. I use the resonator, um, in it as well and that basically just uses it as like a filter and it uses the resonance and it changes the pitch of the whole sequence i don't really know i've never seen that effect on anything else but it's really cool for like um experimental type stuff it reminds me of like euro rack type plots type stuff so yeah 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 where it can kind of like make it sound um it's like you're you're glitching it out over a a long period of time stretching it and all that kind of fun Mm -hmm. stuff that is super cool and i mean honestly like you say that you're just scratching the surface with it but that was some pretty deep stuff that i've i've never seen done with an sp404 before so usually i've seen it just to like yeah and i mean dude like usually i see it for just like beat creation or like some simple you know lo-fi hip-hop type stuff but i mean Mm -hmm. you know to play an actual track like that i think that's really that's pretty cool 
Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really excited to see how your journey, you know, continues with um, with your SP404. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, basically, what I what I did with uh, for that whole set, I am posting it to my Instagram page once the internet starts acting right. <laughs> you know, it's taking forever to load it. Um, but I basically fault. just use my OPZ and um, a bunch of little sketches I made on it. And I just performed it right into it, recorded, wow. chopped it. So I made them full loops, cool. uh, BPM synced them all, and then um, just put together a performance over the past couple days and then recorded it. So. Oh, that's great. I mean, and, yeah. and again, you know, um, for the folks that are out there, please check out and I'll, I'll have a link to your Instagram in the, um, in the show notes down cool. below. Thanks. But yeah, definitely check out the full performance. It's a four minute video or a reel. Um, but yeah, yeah. it's going to be just it's what we just heard was really not the only sound that you hear. There's actually a lot of other sections to it um, that I'm really excited for folks to, uh, you know, get their ears on. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked for that. Um, awesome. Yeah. So I was wondering, speaking of your Instagram account, so when did you get that whole thing started? Okay. So hmm. actually my, my Instagram account with Chase Cordy, I've had since I was like 12 and oh. I, I picked the name Chase Cordy when I was like 12. Cause I was like, um, I don't want to use my full name, so I'll, I'll use Chase. And then I was like, Cordy, like the top of your keyboard. So, and then that's just been my internet name for since I was 12, like everywhere. So oh I use that. Uh, if you go back, there's like a photo of me when I was like, I think it was like 13 or 14. Are you serious? Like, that's awesome. The history yeah. of your of your account. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I've had that account for quite a bit. Um, and then I think it only started transferring into like a music page around like 217 and then 218 and then 219 it really popped off of like jan uh january and then i've just sort of done it ever since and it's just grown and wow. into this thing you know um i think uh last year i broke a thousand followers which i was in like i never thought i would get that wow. that far it's like it's so cool to have like a community that gauges it's not just like um it, it's sort of like small compared to others but to me, it's nice. So you're talking about the community. Yeah, it's no, starting to grow. Congrats on a thousand followers, man. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Thanks. Um, but yeah, it's just super nice to have like a, a small, like synth community that like really supports each other and, uh, likes each other's videos, makes cool, cool content as well. Um, I think, I think it's just a good, um, community overall. I completely and agree. we're able to do stuff like this. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so. no, I mean, this is, this is something that I mean, I'm hoping to help grow the community. I'm hoping to showcase more folks that are in the community that make really cool stuff like, you know, like you do. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, it's just nice to have you as part of um, the group. I actually kind of want to play your OP1 track now. Um, this is something that I found. Okay. I, I kind of scroll. I don't, think this might actually be from this year's January. It's one of those things that like, I don't, participate in that every year so but i definitely watch everyone mm -hmm. else's videos and people have just been making some crazy stuff but um this is one of those videos oh, where yeah. i think you are using the procreate app to kind of create some of your visual stuff so um let me go ahead and play the track or the mm -hmm. snippet of the track here and um we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit
great track, man. Okay, that was cool, really, cool. really cool. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the, the connection. I, I feel so bad. But. It's fine. I'm like trying not to like sit too close to my computer. I don't know. Maybe my, cool. my skull. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly, man. Yeah. You're, let me just try and describe what the track is. So it's, it's your OP1 against the blue background. You got some kind okay. of swirlies over it. Um, it's that particular track. I can't remember the exact date, but it's the first one of that that you see on your grid. So it's the most recent one that you have your OP1 against that bright blue background. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, so for those ones, um, I basically have a, a template on Procreate that is um, the exact ratio of sort of like TikTok videos and Instagram reel videos. Um, and then um, in Procreate, you can... Uh, basically animate frame by frame and um it's it's a cool little feature um for for me i just like um i like real abstract art mm. so i like creating stuff with just like really bold black lines and shapes and, and they morph into other things um so i think that one was about like 32 frames and then i just loop it and then I take I take that uh, that little um, GIF or video, and I put it into uh, a video uh, creator app called Video Leap. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an Instagram video editing app. Um, I think it's probably the best one that is on the iPhone and iPad mm-hmm. that I've I've personally experienced. I pay uh, the the premium version is like seven dollars a month, but with that I'm able to get effects, filters, um, all glitch effects as well but i'm able to export it from all the way from i think it's like 320 to 4k so it's it's super versatile um i've able to post youtube videos tiktok instagram all that stuff in there and basically i just put it together um sync up audio thankfully with you know like the op1 opz and even with the sp uh 404 USB audio. Most of my videos are shot with USB audio. Um, I'm not sure if a lot of people know that. Um, it's it's just super easy to re- record the video and audio at the same time. And then I'm able to split it, uh, make it louder if I need to, or edit it further. Um, but yeah, that's just sort of how I use uh, Procreate. Um, and if not that, I um, make an art piece. And then I go take it into Video Leap, and then I glitch it out or make it more animated and stuff like that. So... Oh. That's a little bit of behind the scenes of how I make my my videos. No, I love it. I'm I'm glad to know your process. I mean, that's um shout yeah. out to Video Leap for being a really versatile looking app and, you know, obviously shout out to your oh, yeah. artwork. I mean, that's really I love your abstract stuff. I mean, they're not, you know, like Thank we you. see characters and stuff like that, but like I like your your swirls and lines. It's there's kind of like a um like a 90s flair to it too. I like the colors that you use. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really awesome, yeah. man. Cool. Um, well, great, man. Well, like, um, so a couple more questions and then we'll kind of leave it at that for today. Um, what advice, I guess, would you give to any newcomers to the Instagram synthesizer space? For me, I think the the biggest thing is to, uh, just have fun with it. You know, um, uh, don't feel, um, like pressure to always post videos. Cause for Mm -hmm. me, I take like big breaks in between posting and then whenever i feel like it i'll i'll post like one every day for about a week take a break and do it um i i don't think it's uh it's good for your art to uh you know always feel like you have to push something out um i think if you um if you're just having yeah you know if you're just having fun with it then have fun with it don't really care like how many likes you get or followers because for me you know, likes are likes are fun. You know, followers are fun. Engagement's fun, but post it for you. I think that's that's it. At the end of the day, is just post it for you. Have fun, and if you gain friends, like I have, um, 
good. Like it, it, it's, it's really um, just something to have fun with. And it, it sh- you shouldn't see it as like, um, like a job or stress or anything like that. Just, just do it for fun, you know? And uh, one thing I will say um, is that if you do get hate comments, I rarely do. Um, don't, don't let it bother you because they're still engaging with your content. And, uh, you know, they still took the time out of their day to do that. Exactly, so yeah. don't, don't let it, don't let it get to you and uh, just keep posting and have fun. That That's really what I have to say about um, anybody joining. Yeah. And also just like, um, search out videos you like mm-hmm. and the hashtags underneath post those if they relate to your content and then you'll get people who have like are either like-minded or post similar content so that that's my best tip wow absolutely well said man i mean i i, yeah. I love what you say oh, I mean, thank you yeah everything is engagement right and that's awesome mm-hmm. and and you know also finding more people that are out there using your tags and stuff like that i think that is super super helpful um but ultimately sure. yeah like don't make it a job you know a lot of people they they really strain themselves and i think kind of over stretch their artistic integrity or whatever by like creating something you know every two hours or whatever they got to post something so no really really well said i think taking your time with it um coming up with something that's really good it really really makes sense um speaking of coming Mm -hmm. out with stuff do you have any current project shout outs or anything coming up that we can all look forward to um right now um i am in in between of making um a bunch of sketches right now with um the sp and my op1 um i plan on some this summer releasing a um five to seven song ep that will be on all um you know all platforms and then basically it's just going to be like pocket operator um and op1 based and it's really just going to be like um some of it's going to be sort of like my synth pop stuff a little bit of lo-fi um, lo-fi hip-hop and experimental stuff i, I want to go with like a ambient type of space like nice. so that each song is like, different um cool. i don't have a name for it yet but um Ooh. i do plan on having it coming out this this summer so oh that's so cool what um are you already under spotify or are we able to find any other albums or will, will this be a brand new thing um it'll be a brand new thing it'll be mm-hmm. my first time putting music out on all platforms right now. I only have uh, SoundCloud under Chase Cordy. It's, it's in my um, bio and my link tree. Uh, you can, you can go and check out some of the beats I've posted on there. I think the last one I posted was a couple months ago. Um, but I do plan on uh, the little remix I did today will be out on Spotify sometime within the week. Um, wow. If anyone wants to listen to like the five or four minute uh, remix, it'll be up for you to listen. Um, and that's sort of just what I got going on. Nothing uh, too crazy, but I'm oh, excited right. for the project. That yeah. is super cool. So we got the scoop yeah. um, in this episode then. We kind of heard it for the yeah. very first time before it even hit an- Instagram. Sure. Man, that's awesome. Thank you yeah. for, uh, for <laughs> allowing us to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you yeah, actually, no problem. Yeah, you mentioned that you were taking your SP to shows and stuff. Any upcoming shows or community events that you're you're going to be showing up at? Um, not None that I can, uh, you know say or anything like that or um have but when when i will do it uh i will be posting about it and anyone in the local flag stuff area could come out and and see um but until then um you know all my stuff will be here on instagram and on uh tiktok so awesome so we'll we'll keep it yeah. We'll keep it tuned to you on all those channels, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much for joining with us um, here on Second Operator. It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure. You know, after hearing your voice on Small Operations all those years ago, I was just really curious to like what 
you know, you were actually like what your process was like. And then after seeing all your music and stuff, it was really exciting to kind of get sort of the insider's look into some of your animation techniques and um, really just your musical mind. So I'm really excited that oh, we actually you. got this time to talk. So yeah, definitely. Thank you so yeah. much for, for joining us and being on the show. All righty. And you've been listening to Second Operator. Thank you so much for joining us here on the live stream and being part of this amazing, awesome, very giving community. Next week, we're going to be interviewing Miles Kundra who, aside from doing some amazing tutorials on YouTube, has actually been to Superbooth 2023 and hopefully can tell us some more stuff about what he experienced. Please keep an eye on my Instagram page for more details. Actually, if you want to get in touch with me at all with any news, community shout outs or anything like that, or just to say hi, you can connect with me on Instagram at at sign second dot operator, as well as on Twitter at second underscore operator. You can also find us right here on YouTube at youtube.com slash at second operator and eventually on every podcast platform in the universe. If you would like to support our show, we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash second operator. There's currently two tiers available and both tiers get a cool second operator sticker. So if you're interested, please go check out uh, the webpage. It would mean the world to me if you did. It would also help get this podcast out there to more people and would help support us uh, through the years and uh, seasons to come. Um, again, thank you so much for everyone for joining us here. I'm really happy to have um, finally gotten a chance to talk to Chase here on this podcast. Um, I do apologize for some of the technical glitches that we experienced. That is, uh, you know, one of the things about a live stream and about a long, uh, long distance podcast that we're just going to have to kind of deal with. Um, but over time, hopefully that'll get better. Um, you know, we'll see. We've kind of been around the world at this point. We've uh, visited Manila. We've visited, um, you know, the, the mountain region of the U.S. So and we visited Europe. So next week, I think we're going to be back in Berlin. Um, long distance, of course, you know. So hopefully that connection will be really good. And um, yeah, we'll bring you a show uh, next week. Uh, just keep an eye on our Instagram page for the time um, and the date as well, because that might actually shift. Hoping to keep this at an every Wednesday thing. But, um, you know. We'll see. Everyone's in different time zones and uh, things might change. But again, thank you to all the listeners out there. Really, really thank you so much uh, for supporting the show with your ears. And we will catch you in the next broadcast. Cheers. <laughs>